0: Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, the Archie's self-titled debut album from 1968. MLJ Magazines was formed in November of 1939. The company name was derived from the initials of the partners' first names, Maurice Coyne, Louis Silberkleit, and John L. Goldwater. After two years of publishing mainly superhero comics, Goldwater wanted to make a comic book about a normal person. In December of 1941, a story by writer Vic Bloom and artist Bob Montana featured the debut of teenagers Archibald Archie Andrews, Betty Cooper, and Jughead Jones in Pep Comics issue number 22. Archie quickly became so popular that in the winter of 1942, he got his own self-titled ongoing comic book, and MLJ Magazines changed its name to Archie Comic Public Publications. By 1943, Archie's popularity had even brought him his own radio show. Hello? Hello, Jughead, this is Archie. Come over right away. It's a matter of life and death. Oh, relax, Archie. Relax. comic magazine, know and love so well, Archie Andrews and all his gangs. And now for our weekly visit to Riverdale. The popularity of Archie continued into the 50s and 60s, and on Saturday, September 14th, 1968, an animated musical comedy entitled The Archie Show made its debut on the CBS television network. I wonder if Jughead is practicing an act. If I know Jug, he's more than likely practicing up his eating. Hey, there he is in the chemistry lab. Hiya, Jug. What's cooking? Oh, hiya, Arch. Stick around and be the first kid on your block to witness Jughead Jones' new food enlarger in action. I know it. I know it. On the show, Archie and his friends from Riverdale High appeared as a bubblegum pop band called The Archies. The band consisted of Archie on lead vocals and guitar... Reggie Mantle on bass and backing vocals, Jughead Jones on drums, Betty Cooper on tambourine, rhythm guitar, and backing vocals, Veronica Lodge on keyboards and backing vocals, and Jughead's dog, Hot Dog, as their mascot. Ooh, I think it's groovy. Now all the dogs on the block will look up to me. (laughs) (laughs) Two years before the debut of The Archie Show, a different series about a fictional band debuted on NBC, The Monkees. Here we come. Walk down the we get the funniest, fun. Everyone we meet are hey, hey, around But we're too busy singing. Though so they would later become an actual real touring rock band, the Monkees were put together after over 400 actor musicians auditioned for the roles after seeing an ad that ran in The Hollywood Reporter and Variety. During the casting process, music publisher, producer, manager, and songwriter Don Kirshner was contacted to secure music for the pilot that would become The Monkees. Kirshner was nicknamed the man with the golden ear, and throughout his career would be responsible for discovering Carol King, Tony Orlando, Bobby Darin, and Neil Diamond. Kirshner assembled a team of talented songwriters and musicians to create catchy songs for the Monkees to perform on the show. Kirshner and the producers believed that the Monkees had talent, but in order to keep up with the shooting schedule for the show as well as producing new songs for each episode, they needed to hire outside writers and musicians, leaving the Monkees to provide just the singing as well as act on the show. Initially, this worked out extremely well. The band's first two singles, Last Train to Clarksville and I'm a Believer, both went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Then I saw her face As time went on, the members of the monkeys started wanting to write their own songs and play their own instruments, which famously led to a falling out with Kirshner. Enter the Archies. Here's Kirshner talking about the Archies. I came back one day and my son Ricky was reading Archie comic book. I'd read it as a kid. And I said to myself, if I could give Archie, Jughead, and Veronica a voice, I could wind up with a group that don't talk back. I don't have to take any nonsense. I will control whatever I put out and do it my way. So, in 1968, a group of studio musicians and songwriters was once again assembled by Don Kirshner. This time, for a group of cartoon characters. And on February 16th, 1968, the self-titled debut by the Archies was released on Calendar Records. This is what happens to your brain after taking Jingle Jangle. A little footnote here, I'm interrupting myself to tell you this. Uh, The internet says February 16th, 1968 is when this record came out, but the cartoon started in September of 1968, so... It seems like that doesn't make sense to me, but uh, I have not been able to find other dates. So I just wanted to clarify that. If anyone has better information, please tweet me at Bizarre Albums. All right, back to the show. The album kicked off with a slightly longer version of the cartoon's theme song, Archie's Theme, parentheses, Everything's Archie. Everything's Archie. Archie's Archie's theme was written by the album's co-producer, Jeff Barry, who already had incredibly impressive songwriting credits for classics such as Leader of the Pack, The Chapel of Love, and Be My Baby. 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 baby Baby. Barry wrote nine of the album's 12 tracks, including the Archie's debut single, Bang Shang-a-lang, which would reach number 22 on the Billboard Hot 100. My heart went Bang Shang-a-Lang. Bang, Shang-a-Lang. Bang, Shang-a-Lang. bang 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 bang. went Bang Shang-a-Lang. Bang Shang-a-Lang. Bang bang The studio musicians playing the role of the archies were drummer Gary Chester, guitarist Dave Appel, Bassist Joey Macho, keyboardist, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, Ron Frangipan? Uh, it's probably nowhere near correct, but I tried. And vocalist Ron Dante. However, they would not be credited until years later. Here's vocalist Ron Dante talking about the experience in this 2009 interview from the Joe Cook program. Now, when the Archies as a band was at the uh, the height of their fame, uh, were you actually ever able to go out and perform that stuff live? No, never. In fact, I, I had to sign a deal that I said I would be, it would be anonymous. I would sing the voice of Archie, and anytime time the... Uh, actually, there was a show called The Ed Sullivan Show, which was very popular. They actually, Ed Sullivan introduced the Archies the week we went number one, and they played the cartoon. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it wasn't until a few years later that uh, the public became uh, aware that I, there was a real person singing the voice of Archie. <laughs> that number one hit he's referring to would happen a year later on the Archie's second album, Everything's Archie. It was the number one song of 1969, the six times platinum Sugar Sugar. since nobody knew what the real life Archie's musicians actually looked like, promoters around the country sometimes put together fake Archie's acts to perform the songs in concert. So if you know anyone that says they saw the Archie's in concert back then, chances are well, they probably didn't. But yeah, just listen Another one of Jeff Barry's compositions for the album was 17 Ain't Young. It was never released as a single, but a year later it was covered by Australian entertainer Frank Housen and became a top 40 hit in Australia. Here's a taste of the Archie's version. Barry seemed to have a penchant for non-lexical vocables, writing songs like Doo Wa Diddy and Da-Do Run Run. For the Archies, he penned la do Down Down. Hey, la do Down Down. Hey, la do Down Down. You're my baby, you're the one and only la do Down Down. You, My the only other songwriters on the album were Mark Barkin and Richie Adams, a songwriting duo who, a year later, would become musical directors for the Banana Splits Adventure Hour on NBC. Barkin and Adams wrote the three non-Jeff Barry tracks on the album, including "Catching Up on Fun. Catching all the stars at night until the break of dawning. Digging all the beauty of the sun shining the morning. Catching up on fun, fun. The fun that I've been making. The album peaked at number 88 on the Billboard Top 200. By today's standards, one of the most bizarre things about the Archies is that, even though their music was also available on standard LPs and 45s, one distribution mode for the music was embossing cardboard records directly onto the back of cereal boxes, which could then be cut out and played on a turntable. In Alphabets, you get a free Archie car. Get yes, the Archie to ride. On Super Sugar Crisp, get a free Archie record. Everything's Archie. In Chris- The Archie Show only actually ran for 17 episodes before the format and the name of the show was changed several times throughout the years. The Archies would go on to release five more albums through 1971. Then, in 2008, they returned with the Archies' Christmas album, with Ron Dante returning as Archie. The popularity of Archie and the Gang has continued through the years. In 1990, NBC aired a made-for-TV movie called Archie to Riverdale and Back Again, which took place 15 years after graduating from Riverdale High and even featured a rap version of Sugar Sugar performed by Jughead and his son. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl huh. And you got me rocking you Then you laid your ever-loving stuff In 2016, Golden Lane Records reissued all five of the original Archie's albums. 2017 was an even bigger year for Archie. Archie Comics released a new comic book about the band simply titled The Archies, and the CW Network debuted the hit teen drama Riverdale. In case you haven't noticed... I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in, and I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird. Riverdale happens to be a show that features another fictional band who once had their own animated series and albums, Josie and the Pussycats. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and go ahead and leave a review while you're at it. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums. And I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram. If you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.